Joining us today on Ligalogos Radio and Ligalogos Interview Series is aviation industry expert Bill Calivas, who has also begun an online initiative calling for more nonstop flights to Greece from the United States. Bill, thank you, first of all, for joining us today. You're welcome. To get us started, share with us a few words about your efforts to get additional nonstop service added from the U.S. to Greece, and tell us which city in the United States would be, in your view, the best candidate for a new nonstop service to Athens. Well, I think the best uh, city would really be Chicago. The combination of things going on, you have a uh, large Greek community. It's an airline hub. Provide different types of connections than some of the other East Coast cities. And also you have two airlines that are competing against each other. And one really should take it to, you know, to give them a competitive edge over the other locally. As far as uh, efforts, we've, we've been talking to employees. We got some videos up on uh, YouTube. We've got pens that have been distributed to, uh, we give them, you know, to customers and um, pass them around the Greek community just, to, just as a reminder, as a promotion thing. We're looking at other avenues too, but just a sample of what this is about. In your opinion, why have U.S. air carriers not added more nonstop routes to Greece? Uh, it's because the tickets out of New York are cheap. And everything is based on New York. New York is the uh, biggest mar- the biggest market, so it gets all the attention. The problem with New York is that uh, they've had charters before, and also you have a choice of all these different connection opportunities. Let's say in San Francisco, Moscow would not be a, a connection option. Out of Chicago, Cairo would not be a connection option. New York has got everything. In New York, part of the problem is it's a price-oriented thing. People will switch from a direct flight to a connecting flight to save $120. That dynamic doesn't work when you go further west. This past summer, an upstart airline by the name of Sky Greece attempted to launch nonstop service from the United States and from Canada to both Athens and Thessaloniki. Yet, this initiative ended up in a huge fiasco. Share with our listeners a few words about Sky Greece and the reasons why, in your view, this venture failed. They, they did have some problems. There was one time that they had a uh, problem with the oxygen masks and uh, depressurization on the plane. Things like that happened. But the way they handled it was poor. The communication was poor. The other thing is, is that the plan altogether was too ambitious for what they had. They only had one plane of their own, and they had one lease plane from a Bulgarian carrier. Two planes to cover all that is, uh, you know, is, is not realistic. They had flights from Toronto to Athens, Montreal to Athens, then Toronto to Athens via Zagreb, and then the Thessaloniki. And then the JFK. You can't do that many trips with just two planes. It's, it's just not realistic. Interestingly, one of the unique aspects of Sky Greece's service during its few months of operation was its introduction of nonstop service from North America direct to Thessaloniki. Do you believe that there is enough of a market to support nonstop flights to Thessaloniki in the future from another carrier? I would say so, probably on a seasonal basis. I don't think you can do Thessaloniki year-round. Athens, you can do it, you know, a couple times a week during the winter. I think we, there's enough people to support that. We're speaking with Greek-American aviation expert Bill Calivas here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. And Bill, in your opinion, why hasn't Greece's largest air carrier, Aegean Airlines, which is a member of the Star Alliance, of course, launched its own long-range service to North America or perhaps to Australia or Africa? I think they're satisfied of what they're doing within Europe, within the Middle East, 
very much like the situation with uh, in, in the U.S. We have Alaska Airlines, and Alaska has not bought any long-range planes or any wide-body planes. I think they have the same type of philosophy. I don't think they have any intentions to, to, to fly long-range long flights. Turning to the Greek domestic aviation market, Aegean Airlines has close to a monopoly along with its subsidiary Olympic Air, with only a limited number of competitors on certain routes, such as Ryanair. Do you believe that this situation is beneficial for consumers in Greece or those who are flying within Greece? And do you believe that there is room for growth in the domestic market in Greece? Yes, there are, there are a few holes in the, uh, the system, like Castoria maybe has one flight a week on Astra Air. I think it's I think it's once or twice a week. And Yanana, you've got a big gaping hole. You've got an early morning flight and the flights from North America don't connect to it. And then you don't have a flight till the evening. I think during this uh, during the season, uh, the, the peak season, I think Yanana could probably use a, a flight or two. Uh, Hios probably can use a, use some flights. Also, uh, in the case of Setia, they are building a new Waldorf Astoria hotel, a high-end hotel. And Satia doesn't have any fl- that many flights now, but they will need them later on. Which do you believe are the biggest aviation and tourism growth markets in Greece and the markets that have the most potential as destinations in the future? Thessaloniki is a little bit undisturbed. Uh, Kalamata, and the thing about Kalamata is uh, it's, it's got convention facilities and golfing and... Many business conventions bypass Greece because of the lack of golf. They need to get the, the uh, uh, get the word out that that it does exist. I think Kalamata will get uh, some more business convention, and also Volos. Volos is kind of a, a sticky area. It's not really Athens, and it's not really Thessaloniki. It's in between, and you have Larissa, and you've got Meteora nearby, and Skathos and Skopelos nearby that, but nothing, no real mainline type of service into Volos. You have uh, seasonal charters and uh, that's about it. And no domestic flights into Volos, by the way, too. Now, putting aside the contractual obligations which exist with the private investors that manage the Eleftherios Venizelos International Airport in Athens, do you believe that the Athens region would benefit from the operation of a secondary airport, which we see in many other cities, and perhaps one that would even be located at the site of the former international airport at Elinico? Well, I think Elimiko, you know, I think they've kind of written that off. I don't think they'll put another airport back in there. It's a good location, but I don't think they'll put anything in there. In your online analysis, you often detect patterns and trends in the aviation industry and discuss how they could potentially impact flight options to Greece. So, for instance, you've recently discussed how a new flight from Istanbul to Durban on Turkish airlines could benefit travelers who are heading to Greece from South Africa, while conversely, you've also spoken about how the cancellation recently of the Philadelphia to Tel Aviv route on American Airlines could have adverse impacts on flight availabilities to Greece in the coming year. What are some trends like these in the industry at present? Present, which might impact passengers who are thinking of traveling to Greece. Well, the fact that in the U.S. we've only got two flights, and but the amount of people going are, um, you know, have increased using more connection uh, options. As far as other uh, impact areas, oh, also Eastern Europe is also a problem. Sky Greece was also plant. It was also trying to capitalize on the lack of service to Hungary, and the last two or three years. Everything's been kind of funneled on to the Paris and the London and the Frankfurt trips. Keep in mind that when Hellenic Imperial folded, Continental did not renew the service when they're merging with United, and Delta did not renew the Atlanta service. So we have less seats to Greece. We have no seats to Hungary. 
Delta I had dropped a couple of years before the Romania service, so there's nothing to Romania. And also Lot had previously dropped Krakow. So you, you've got all these different parts of Eastern Europe and Greece kind of fighting each other for the overwater seats. When the international airport in Athens was first constructed about 14 years ago, there was talk that the airport would have the future capacity of serving up to 50 million passengers per year. There has been some growth in the past couple of years, but it is still at about 17 million. What do you believe that Greece and the Greek tourism industry need to do to bring more passengers into Athens and into Greece in general? One thing is to do what like France was doing. Uh, the French found out that February was their uh, slowest month. And they would actually give tax breaks to the hotels so they can get the people in that are, that are there for the cuisine and for the uh, museums. I think Greece needs to do something like that because you don't necessarily have to have beach weather for, the, for doing those kind of activities. We've spoken, of course, about the need for more routes to be added from North America into Greece. But what about routes from Australia, from Asia and from Africa? Is there enough of a market in your view to sustain regular routes from these locations? I would say so regular. They may not be daily, but I, I think we can do regular on that. The, the one thing that with Asia, Athens does have a big Filipino population that, go, that goes back and forth. Air China's um, flight is very uh, convoluted as far as the routing. It goes from Beijing to Munich to Athens, back to Munich, back to Beijing. It, it takes too much time from China. Uh, they need a flight somewhere in there. India, of course. Sri Lanka is uh, becoming more uh, politically stable. So people will probably come from Sri Lanka or going to Sri Lanka. As far as Africa, it's really puzzling right now because there's no good, really good connections to get to Africa, except for maybe Turkey, via Turkey to get to uh, Africa. There's no nonstops to South Africa. And surprisingly, there's no, there's no service to Ethiopia. You would think that either Ethiopian or Aegean would fly a flight to Addis Addis Ababa, which is about four hours flight time, and you don't need a big plane, and they can connect everybody through Ethiopia, but uh, they're not doing that. Now, in closing, where can our listeners find out more about your online efforts to add more nonstop service from the United States to Greece, and also to read your daily analysis of what's happening in the airline industry? Well, I do, you know, I, I do the, the updates on a daily basis. Before I go to work, I look at, actually have stuff emailed about a lot of the aviation and travel news. If I find any other news just by happenstance, I will throw that in there too. It's, uh, you know, it's Facebook, O-R-D-A-T-H, nonstop. And that's where you, that's where you find it. It's kind of the hub for me. I try, I, I, I do send some stuff on my personal pages as well, but that's, that's kind of the hub for us. Well, Bill, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today here on the Alagos Radio, any of the Alagos interview series, and for sharing your analysis and expertise with us. And thank you for inviting me.